Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. Hey everybody, Chad Burmeister, and I am the host of Living a Better Story podcast. I've got an awesome guest with me today. Chris Daner is a friend. I met him uh, a couple quarters ago at a place called Board of Advisors. So this is a place of 150, 200 CEOs come together in the world's greatest mastermind. And, and I believe it um, because I got to meet a good friend named Chris. Chris is the founder and CEO of Dugout Mugs. And if you've seen Dugout Mugs, uh, let me just give you a hint. If you've ever been to a bar, you've seen Dugout Mugs. If you go to Groupon, you've seen Dugout Mugs. If you've seen a celebrity on TV drinking a beer, you've seen Dugout Mugs. So Chris Daner, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, bro. Good to be here. Man, this and is co-founder, a- co-founder. My partner Randall is actually the one uh, who kind of came up with this brainchild. But with my background being in business, he came to me, and um, we decided to go both go all in on it and, and run with his with his invention. And it's been it's been kind of nice. It's been good. Got it. I love the attribution because um, I think a lot of times we as people tend to you know put on the the gear and say, yeah, I did all that. And, and we have to realize that, you know, you see a lot of celebrities, whether it's a baseball player or a football player or a boxer, for that matter, at the end of their fight, you know, they kind of point up and, and attribute mm-hmm. properly. So I, I yeah. appreciate that. You, you did that when I was in uh, Florida recently, too. You're like, no, no, I'm the co-founder. So yeah. I'm sure he would appreciate That's what it. Is. Well. Hey, you know what? I, there's, a, there's a whole community of people out there that enjoy the fake it till you make it mentality and it may have a place in certain areas for very short periods of time in business but when it comes down to it i think it's more um uh, attractive it's more um respectable when you're transparent because anybody who's done anything of at scale or had a success or things like that they know 100 it wasn't done by themselves and and it wasn't always good and fun and easy Right. So I think those that pretend that it is, I think they're trying to tell people what they think they want to hear kind of thing. So I've always been just trans unapologetically myself, as I like to say. I love it. You know, you can sense it right when people present at board of advisors, there's authentic where you can just, okay, I get it. I understand that person and can connect. And then you see people trying to go too far to one side and and, yeah. and I think that's right. You have to be authentic. Let's help the audience get to know who you are. 
I like to kind of go back. If you rewind the tape and now you're five, six, seven, your first memories as a kid, some people say, I can't remember till age 11. Um, <clears throat> for me, I remember six years old. What are your first memories? And like, what were you passionate about then? Um, ironically, one of the things that I'm kind of been having a lot of fun with now is just baseball cards. You know, when I was a kid, we didn't have a ton right? Um, we didn't have a lot of uh, money. My mom worked really hard, had a few different jobs at the same time. You know, she was a female entrepreneur before it was cool uh, and just trying to hustle. So we, we wanted something, we kind of had to go get it. And uh, my brother and I were always hustling, um, whether it's cutting yards or buying candy in bulk at like Sam's Club and reselling it for profit. I mean, I've, hindsight, I, I understand why I turned out the way I did, but uh, I always liked baseball cards. Um, we, we liked building things and just like creating things. And uh, I had a really good imagination uh, back in the day. So I spent a good bit of time outside and just uh, surprised I didn't break more things, you know, as crazy as we were. And plus my poor mom was working all the damn time. So uh, but yeah, I did a lot of that. And, and then the money we would make and save, we would spend it on baseball cards and, um, hell, some of them I found 32 years later, I found them like a, two months ago that I've, I had, and I remember the card, like it's, it's, it's fun. So that was something, um, that I've been enjoying again, a little bit, especially with what I do being wow. in the baseball space. I, I'm one, and this may be real hard to pill out in a 20 minute conversation, but I wonder what because I, I collected coins and I collected a little bit of like Star Wars cards and a little bit of baseball. Um, I wonder what, you know, what do you think collecting those cards was about? If you can even think of that answer. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, having something, right. Having something that was quote unquote of value. Right. And, and that was mine. Um, cause it was me and my brother, we shared rooms, we shared clothes, we shared stuff. Like, um, it was kind of like one of my things, you know, you're a kid in you know, little treasures. And I have a six-year-old now, actually, ironically, and you're asking about what about six and the, the things that I see, uh, I try to, I try to remember where she's at and, and collecting the little treasures and taking it all and just spreading it all out and like looking and it's, it's just like a wonder, you know, just the wonder of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I, I can, I can picture that. So then I like to ask this question as think of the thin blue thread or yellow or whatever color it is that, that pulls from then to now and what you're doing. And, you know, obviously you're, you're an influencer in the baseball world. Like you help people's dreams come to life. And I mean, it's a pretty cool thing. And not only yeah. do you get to hold the card, now you get to actually sit in the owner's box at, you know, or right behind first base. Like, how does that connect from what you were doing then to what the, the day in the life that you're living now? Um, I don't think those two directly correlate, right? Uh, I, I think the hustle, the um, no excuses, the if I want something, go get it, that certainly stayed. Um, and, you know, dugout mugs is my seventh six or seventh venture to 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 date and i'm 39 right so i've i've been doing a lot of things i've been staying really busy since my mid-20s and uh but i think that's the that's the line it was always just go get it and um always believe i deserve whatever it was right <clears throat> there there wasn't a lot of doubt then or now 
Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of how I got into this business is um, I, I've always, you know, it, it transitioned a little bit, right? Um, I was this warrior, like this business warrior. And then it's, you become, you realize what is most important and what really isn't most important. And uh, so this venture came to be, and, and a few of them have, it, it was, I wanted to help someone do what they're doing better than they're doing it. Right. And that has always been, you know, I, I like working with people. I'm a good collaborator and I take what I do specifically well, and I don't do anything else to hell with it, like outsource that. Right. But then I could take it and I leverage that and I leverage it hard. And then I find other cool people and fun. Like we talked the first time you maybe heard me speak. It was, you know, know your metrics. And mine are very much have fun. Can I play with my friends? Can I leverage my network? Can I have fun experiences? Right. So um, that kind of wonder that from back in the day, I think is something I've carried along with me as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Right. Define re the reality you want to be in. Um, I met with a yeah. kid who's just graduating from DU named Dylan and his dad's a CEO of a software company in Austin. And the dad asked someone that I know, Hey, would you meet with them and give some advice? I go, look, I usually like to put it on an Excel spreadsheet because I'm kind of analytical and I list out what are those things. And then you list out company A, B, and C, and D, and then you score each category, right? So I like to travel and be on airplanes and stay at cool hotels. Cool. Put that on your list. Whatever is important to you, if you start stack ranking what you're doing in life, where you live, who you hang out with, you can pretty much diagram and design the life you want to live is what it turns out. Yeah. We were interviewing, we interviewed a guy yesterday, potential coming in for ops manager, administrative assistant, something like that, right? And <clears throat> specifically, that's what I was talking about. I said, what, what does it look like? You're th he was 31. I was like, what is it? What does your 40th birthday look like? Right. And then you just reverse engineer it. It's lifestyle by design. Um, there's plenty of deals that I could be in. There, there's plenty of jobs I can go get, right? But it didn't fit me. I, I had core metrics that I wanted to meet. And a lot of it came after I got real sick, um, you know, and, and, and I kind of put a few things into perspective, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I think it's lifestyle by design hundred percent of the time. So that leads into an interesting part of the conversation. Um, the challenges we have in life, right? Some people yeah. look at a challenge as a mountain and we, we all have that inclination and I've kind of learned over the years to look at it as, yeah, that's a big mountain. But if you're looking at it from 30,000 feet, it's actually more like a small speed bump. And mm -hmm. so, you know, when you hit those, like, is there a memory that you faced? Maybe, maybe it's what you said when you were, when you got sick that, you know, you went through something difficult and then now looking back, you say, you know what, that actually caused me to, you know, as the name of the podcast, living a better story, right. That, that helped you become the person that you are. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a number of um, pivotal points. And if you're doing it right, most people can relate to that. If you're living, you know, if, if you're never ruffling any feathers or making any changes or pushing any limits, you're probably half-assing it. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a number of times that I ran into some pivotal moments where it's like go left or go right because straight ain't an option anymore. And, uh, but obviously the most um identifiable one was when I ruptured my appendix and I didn't go into the hospital for a week because I had meetings and I had a Stanley cup game to go to. And I had 
uh, my buddy's Ferrari at the time. And that's why I didn't go to the hospital that day is because I didn't want to leave his Ferrari in a certain area of town. Like it just, um, pri my priorities were non-existent. And uh, uh, then I also had a six month old at home and it was a week or two weeks after Father's Day, right? Um, and, and three days earlier, I had bilateral knee surgery. So not only was all this going on, but I was doing it with no knees, on crutches, all this other, like I should have been laying down asleep and taking a breather, right? And, but I was so busy being so busy. And that moment, that, that moment in time really put things into perspective and um, let me understand the premise that like, there's only one set of most important things and it has nothing to do with work or business or money. Um, so it really helped me shift into that gear. And, um, it's a practice. I'm not going to lie and say all is better because I'm damn good at business. Right. So I, I fall into that, but at the same time, um, I designed it differently this time. I don't have to travel. I don't have meetings. You know, I've I hired the right people. I've outsourced, delegated, automated, replicated. Like this is what I did this time around so that I drop my kid off at school every day. I pick her up from school most days. I have two little girls now. Um, so it's just, a you know, it, uh, it came at the right time, right? And uh, the next 40 years are going to be, or, or 35 years at the time. Because uh, I, I think he gave me a 30% chance of dying. And I was like, oh, that sucked, right? Imagine going out like this, never see your kid walk, talk, anything, and you're stuck in a hospital bed and you just die because your ass was too busy being busy. Like, that's not a nice headstone. That's, That's not a nice statement on your headstone. There was a multi-billionaire that went skiing on a heli trip with us. And he had all his kids that were there and I'm looking at them interacting and they, they, they interacted really well. I was like, wow, how does a multi-billionaire actually have a relationship with his kids? And you know, the kids are grown and I'm sure they have kids and he's got grandkids. He was 72. And so then afterwards, you know, I got to know them at the table at night on the ski trip and things. I went and watched a movie or a show, uh, interview with him on Spartan. And it was like some Spartan interview. And it talked about, I always thought work-life balance was an impossible thing when you're in the millions of dollars of earnings. And in the interview, he said, no, that was, that was that fallacy I was telling myself, right? Mm -hmm. And and the fallacy, he said, look, I owned real estate only in California, Oregon, and Nevada. That way I could fly a private jet in and get home in time for dinner with my kids every night, tuck them into bed and say prayers with them at night. And so mm -hmm. that it, it can be designed to do both. And I think that's an important breakthrough for people who are listening on here. If you're going for the millions, don't forget about the family because you can do both. Money is a result. It, it's a result of doing the right things consistently. You know what I mean? Um, even with dugout, we've, we grew by 250% last year. We're on track to triple this year. Um, you know, and, and, and that's in tens, we're in the tens of millions now. And I probably work eight to 10 hours a week as a co-founder and CEO of the company. Right. So one of the things I tell people, um, and even, even my manager's meeting yesterday with my team, uh, the, the manager meeting I had today with one of my guys do fewer things better and do. And the one I love is do it, uh, do what you do best and outsource the rest. Yeah. Right. So again, it's all about design, you know, spend more time on the design and then it works, right. And get out of your own way. 
Um, it, it can certainly be done. And then work-life balance. And, and work-life balance is an interesting premise, right? I don't agree with it. I think it's all life, right? And, and, and a part of my design is I don't want to have to differentiate between the two. Um, it's like, oh, I have to stop doing something I don't like to go over here and do something I do like. It's like, dude, I just want to do shit I like all the time. Yeah, love that. Amazing. You know? That's great. Um, this is balance fun. is one less thing I have to pay attention to now. Yeah, that's right. When it's fun and you just it's frictionless, right? Life becomes exactly right. what you want it to be, and it's smooth and painful. Yeah, and you can make money doing things you love. People do it all the time. That's right. You know, but I think the the but what happens is they're not um uh clear enough on who they are, what they like, and what their personal KPIs are. You know, what are your metrics? What you get those things dialed in and it's a little, a lot easier to, to get there. A lot easier. Yeah. Well, I mean, think of your fingerprint, right? I've got a picture in my office and it's got Bible verses that make up a fingerprint. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we all have our unique, there's no one fingerprint that's the same as someone else's, right? How can I go to an airport and they scan my eyeballs and actually tell who I am? Cause that's, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm unique and getting in an alignment with your uniqueness and understanding how, how people will pay you money based on your uniqueness that's the, that's the ultimate hack. And then it's just smooth sailing, right? If your key met, one of your key metrics is money. Yes. Yes. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's experience. Sometimes it's other things, right? Um, money is like, what is it? It's kind of, it's not the most important thing in the world, but it's right up there with air or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember the quote. It's pretty funny. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. Like, you know your metrics. If it's based on money, that's okay if that's what your top priority is. Um, but there's others too that can be equally, if not more fulfilling. Man, I mean, as a, as a leader in companies that were funded, I'm a half a million dollar a year guy. As a CEO now for the last three years, I'm nowhere near that because that metric has become far less important. Yeah. I'm actually opening a foundation that we just applied for this last weekend. And now the goal is how do I help millions of other people and mm -hmm. do bigger things? So yeah, know your metrics, know what drives yeah, you. Completely different objective. And until you know that, do you know if you're going in the right direction with every move you make? You know, if, if my goal is to lose 50 pounds, well, don't eat a hamburger every day, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just know your metrics, man. Know your yeah. metrics. Um, is there anything that if you could wave the proverbial magic wand and change everything in life, you know, would you do it? I, I, I get a feeling the answer for you is I'm already doing it. <laughs> so I'm doing a version of it right? I'm doing a version of it. I, I always want, I want my health to be better. I want my relationships to be stronger. I want to travel more places. I want um, my kids to have more uh, self-confidence and security. The same stuff everybody wants, man. Uh, well, right? And metrics. The same stuff that a lot of people want. But um, yeah, I don't think so. I, I think um, I think I'd be doing myself a disservice if I could wave a flag and just instantly be somewhere, right? A, 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 position in life kind of thing. Um, I think that is the life. It's trying to get there. Winning, losing. I think losing is so much more important than winning, right? So um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. I'm I'm pretty happy here, but I think the the enjoyment comes with the 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 climb, the climb and the struggle to get to that next place. 
makes it yeah. worth it. Right. And then you appreciate it, right? You can't have good without bad. Sure. You can't have left without right. Yeah. You can't have up without down. It's just part right. of the process. I love it. Um, if so, similar question, th- you go three years out and you're looking back, you're at a board of advisors meeting Q3, you know, four years, three years from now. What do you, what do you say? Like, whoa, this has been the best three years because fill in the blank. Well, I think uh, for me, I think we'll probably have exited by then. Um, So from a financial perspective, there's going to be no um, real complications, you know, no more struggles, no uh, things like that. Um, I think for me, it's going to be more about the personal accomplishments and um, what did I do next? What, you know, those kinds of things I think are super important. Um, I want to get more fluent in Spanish. I want to play the guitar. I want to do photography, right? Like there's, there's interests that I have that are, um, I think by the three years out from now are going to be ones that I can look back and start checking off um, my boxes, right? Because then I'll, I will have if all goes well, we'll have a substantial exit from this company. So I'll have already checked the box like, okay, I'm good. Financially, my kids are good and my kids' kids are good and probably their kids, right? Like, and uh, yeah, and, and you know, spending more time and going to the, the soccer games and the cheerleading and gymnastics and all that. I think that's what my next th- three years from now is going to, you know, look like. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, is there... I guess what's boring, right? I think you said it right earlier, which is do your best or do your best outsource the rest. Is that mm-hmm. the phrase? Right. Yeah, so do what you do not a lot that bores you in your work today because of that philosophy. No, because um, so you know I've I've built a built my professional career a little bit on just ideas and thoughts and sayings and things. It, it's easy, quick reminders for me. Uh, and and uh, one of the things that I've always believed in is that your network is your net worth. So I've made a point of connecting, truly connecting with many of the right people. And, and one of the things I love to say is it's not who you know, it's who knows you. And there's a very distinct difference between those two things. So um, for me, I think um, connecting with those people, um, things like that. That's awesome. Yeah. These are huge. Um, last question that I'll ask is what role does faith play in, in your journey, right? Belief. I've heard you use the word believe a few times today. Um, specifically faith. Does that play a role in what you're doing? Of course. Of course. Um, I, I think, uh, you, you gotta believe, right? Like there's no way I did this on my own. Um, there's no way I got up out of that table on my own. Right. Uh, when I was laying there, the only, only, the only prayer I had was just get me through this. (laughs) I'm paying attention now. Right. Um, so, so help me get through this and, and, uh, put somebody in my path that deserves my particular skill set that I can accomplish my new core metrics, which is, can I play with my friends? Can I have fun experiences? Can, you know, I, um, you know, the, the, the list goes on, but, and, and I, I, not ironically, there was some s- serious divine intervention. Cause even when Randall called me the first time, he's like, Hey, I found you online. I read some articles about you, yada, yada, yada. He was happened to be driving through the same city that I happened to be at a meeting at five minutes away. And he had this mug 
with him and he brought it to me and you know it, from the first phone call to the first meeting i think it was 20 minutes wow you know it's just somebody was put in my path that needed what i had that um that allowed me to hit some of those you know check some of those boxes Right. So I, I certainly think there was divine intervention there. And it has been along the way. You know, when you look back, it's a lot more clear when and where and why things happen the way they did. Um, so I think uh, and I go to bed every night like I fall asleep saying thanks for everything. Thanks for this. Thanks for that little thing. Um, I, I catch myself being more uh, grateful in the moment, um, even something I'm like, oh, man, I need something. And all of a sudden it just appears. I'm just, oh, man, appreciate that. Thanks. <laughs> just just this, uh, this um, level and just attitude of gratitude that you carry around. Uh, it's certainly, certainly been a good thing for me. Man, we're, we're building an app and all of this similar to you. The last year and a half has been, hey, it happened originally because I had a bad month at work. I went from 200,000 a month to 20 and all my head count. I'm like, Whoa, what's this? Right. How, how do I face this? So 30 days praying every day. And it's like, I've always believed, but I never actually believed that when you ask for something, I don't really have a telephone line into God. I'm like, there's no way, like, how's that possible? And so then I go through those 30 days and I said, listen, I'm going to just put you in the driver's seat. And I'm going passenger. Let's go drive. And then people start showing up at my fire pit through COVID that are the most amazing, fabulous people in the whole world. Like Robert White graduated a million people from his mindset academies over the years. He's one of the early fathers of, trans, of transformation. I'm like, okay, here he's back from China. Cool. Now I get to meet with him. Then Rich Blakeman's the CRO. He's the former CRO of Miller Hyman, like the biggest sales training org in the world. So all these people start showing up and we're like, what are we going to do? So the latest is we're building an app called 77 Pray. And it basically, just like 75 Hard teaches you to work out and mental toughness, this is going to mm -hmm. be kind of a spiritual toughness app. And it's simple as, hey, pray in the morning, read a Bible verse, and then be thankful at night when you go to bed. Like, as simple as that. Yeah. And God, what do you want for my life? Well, listen, it's just like we talked about briefly earlier. It's like doing anything with consistency will yield a better result, yes. no matter what it is. Um, if it's get, wake up every morning, the first thing you're trying to do is see how you can get up on somebody else. Well, that has the same kind of vibrations, right? It's uh, uh, any do anything with consistency and it's going to yield a result. So be very cautious on what you do consistently. Man, I love this conversation. Um, anything that you would leave with our, our audience of, you know, advice or, or ideas for, for them to live a better story? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, number one, you don't have control. So stop pretending you do. COVID, all this other politics, you don't have control. So the, the sooner you come to the realization that you don't have as much control as you think you do or that people tell you you do, which is counterproductive, right, to some people's conversations, fair enough, but you really don't. You just, you just got to go with it, right? If you stop worrying, the, the, one of the things I love is there's two things you shouldn't worry about. It's the stuff you can change and the stuff you can't. <laughs> because if you, because if you can change it, change it, shut up. If you can't, shut up. Like it's what right. it is. Right. So, so you don't, you don't have control. Um, and, and another is, is just life short. You know, st don't do shit you hate. Stop. You know, that's your choice. Um, 
I'd, I'd rather live 20 years less and have them be doing something I love. Uh, and so I, I think, you know, people really identifying what they like and what they enjoy and doing more of that. Man, that's awesome. Chris Simple. Daner, my best friend from college was named Chris Daner without the T. And so now I've got another great friend named Chris Daner, um, co-founder, CEO of Dugout Mugs. Man, it's been a pleasure. I'm, I'm so glad to have you in the circle. And uh, I, I'm glad I do know you now. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate uh, here. And I encourage anybody to connect with me online, LinkedIn, Instagram, probably more LinkedIn than anything. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm always talking about something, doing something, a lot of, lot of fun stuff going on. So, and I'm always uh, unapologetically myself. So um, if you like who I am, you might like me there too. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I just heard that right before this conversation, you met with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And uh, yeah. I don't think that's a Dodgers hat with the D on your, on your hat there. No, <laughs> I, was wearing a, I was wearing a Detroit Tigers hat to a Dodgers meeting, man. Listen. <laughs> Right. That's what it's what like it is back to an IBM house. It's all yeah. good. Hey, yourself. it's about, it, it's about what you say, what you mean, not what you look like. Right. And, and authenticity shines 10 feet in front of you. Um, so, so uh, anybody who tries to put on a costume and think it hides who they really are, they're, 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 uh, uh, they're on a bad path. <laughs> Right. So focus yeah. on the inside and that'll usually shine 10 feet in front of you, regardless on what you look like. Randall and I, every, almost every meeting we go to it's sandals, hats, you know, you saw me speak at the mastermind t-shirt hats. I was in three piece suits, like just be authentic, right? That authentic self is probably some of the best advice I've ever given anybody is just stop pretending to be something you're not to impress people that don't matter. Just be you and the right people will gravitate towards you. That's right. Boom. Well, may anyone listening have someone be put in their pathway like you had someone put in your path with Randall. Um, amazing story. I love, I love that we've been able to share it today. So Chris, great to see you as always. Thanks for your time. Likewise, man. All right, cool. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, may you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ. Christ.